One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We are in LA right now. We're trapped. How come you're trapped? Oh, it's just LA, you know, busy streets. Uh, we're on a corner house. It's not a bad. It's not a bad scenario to be in, but it's just sometimes it gets a little uh, overwhelming. And we are we are wilderness people ourselves too. So it's, yeah, it's different than what we are. Accustomed to. Accustomed to, or <laughs> would like to be accustomed to. Custard or pudding. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I watched The Office a lot. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, Did you grow up in the countryside? No, nah, we we grew up. Uh, well, I I grew up my first ten years of life in like Tracy, California, which is like straight a lot of farmland, a lot of cows, uh, no real high rise building. And then I moved to San Jose, where I met everyone else. And uh, it's I mean the Silicon Valley is like we li- we lived in an area that was away from like downtown was the only place where shit got like kind of hectic but over here it's like that downtown except everywhere (laughs) yeah and like and we would um take a lot of trips together to yosemite and that's where we kind of like found ourselves and found peace so to be further away from that environment and like in la like where we're busy most of the time we don't have as much freedom to go out and just get away and get into nature that's where you get that feeling where you feel kind of trapped sometimes yeah just because the city's so kind of it can get a little bit claustrophobic yeah it can get claustrophobic but as long oh hey dom what's up guys Dom's in San Jose oh, right now. Yeah. Make make sure make sure your microphone set to your AirPods. How come you're in San Jose? Uh, just chilling San with Jose. the fam. That that's where we're all from. So we go oh, okay. home as much as we possibly can. Yes. But you all live together now, normally. Yep. Yeah. For how two years now, basically. Wow. You still next to Phil's Coffee? <laughs> yes. We're li- they literally just got back from Phil's. <laughs> like we like actually what's so special like about a big a big a big uh part of choosing this house was because of how close it was to phil's no no exaggeration whatsoever that that was literally what yeah was we were we were, we were comparing houses and prices and stuff but this one is next to phil's so we were like all right this could be this could work what's so special about phil's I'm a the big coffee. I'm a big fan of the mint mojito, and I am supportive of anything Palestinian owned. So it's very feels like feels it feels right. It feels like home. It feels like home. <laughs> oh, you like that, Dom? Clever. <laughs> hey. Is Phil's is it like a chain or is it like an independent like one store? It's a it's a chain. 
It's become a chain. It's over become the last a, few years. yeah. It started. The first one is in San Francisco, I believe, and they were just in the Bay Area, and then they expanded to SoCal, and I think there's like one in like Washington D.C., but they're still yeah, they're still pretty small. I would love to own one one day. I was listening to your stuff today, and the thing about it is that despite the fact that it's five individuals in the group. It very much feels like one cohesive voice, if that makes sense, one cohesive musical voice. At what point in the process does that start to happen for you? At what point does it stop sounding like everyone's individual ideas and it just sounds like peach tree rascals? I think that's something that like we worked on before we even dropped our first song. Like before we dropped our first song in twenty eighteen, Glide, we worked for like two, three years, just like finding our sound and getting better and through that process like one of our goals was to make sure everything sounded cohesive we didn't want it to be like you know because we all have different ideas and we all have different um influences and different musical backgrounds but at the end of the day we're one group and we're trying to make everything sound like 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 you said cohesive and one one body of work so it's like we try to play to the strengths of everyone all within one song. I'm sure Dom could talk about it more about like how we got it cohesive by the first release or second release or third release is because go ahead, Dom. I think, it, I, I, I think it's just like just repetition, just, just repetition and like finding what works and what doesn't work. And like through time, you just find out what works and like you just stick to that. And the chemistry only grows as you go. And like the goal, the goals of like each song is to try to make the best, try to make the best song possible. Like as a whole, it's not for like us individually to show like what we can do, but it's just for us to make, you know, the end goal is to make a good song and for it to be a good song, it has to feel cohesive and it has to almost feel like one voice, one, you know, through it, through the whole thing. And that's like, it's, it's really a big, like, thanks to Dom too, because Dom, from the very beginning has always been someone who is like would tell us like oh this doesn't work you should try doing this or you should um like this idea doesn't really mesh well with the song and it's just like you know that process of like like always trying to find the best thing for the song not for us individually it's interesting as well you mentioned there at the start that Part of what you want to do in every song is play to everyone's kind of strengths and make sure that everyone's strengths are included in it. How long did it take for you to figure out what each other's strengths were? And then how did that affect your approach to making music once you had that sussed? I'd say it, it took probably like, what, two years? And I mean, I feel like we're still figuring out too because everyone's still growing. We all like, it was pretty quick to find out our strengths, but it's like, it took a while to find out like how to mesh it together because obviously like isaac is like his strength is rapping so he brings more of that like energy and that kind of cadence to our songs and me and joseph are more on the melodic side and it's just like like dom said like repetition because sometimes like if it leans too far on one side of our strength then the song wouldn't like feel uh cohesive but we always try to make it work and um, a lot of the times where it does go to one side and like I know for a fact if I'm on the song that it won't be as cohesive or the sound we're aiming for, I'll just not be on the song like out of choice and out of like common sense because it would kind of throw off the vibes of things. But th most of the time there's a middle ground that we find that that makes it just mesh well and yeah, that's a that's a that's a really important part is like we don't really have an ego when it comes to these things. Like if someone's someone doesn't like make the song better or we can't find like a way for it to sound cohesive, then like we're okay with sitting out on the song. But we're always like gonna try. We're always gonna like try putting down our ideas and then whatever ideas don't work, we just, you know, we live with it and we keep the ideas that do work whether it means it's only like one of us on the song or all of us on the song or like us like we take some sacrifices but at the end of the day we all have the same mentality of trying to make the best song possible and make it sound as cohesive as possible but we do try to make it work 
a lot of the times where we try to include everybody because that's something that differentiates us as well as like if we're able to include everybody's strengths and make the song sound cohesive then it makes it something like almost fresh and brand new and special whereas like if we don't try to do that then sometimes it could sound like any other song like for example like there's been songs where that we've made where it kind of sounds like i'm just like a rap feature in it and none of those songs are really out the songs that are out like it's to me it sounds more of like a group as opposed to like let's say um maroon five featuring lil wayne or kendrick lamar it's like it it's 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 just cool (laughs) is that because you're kind of coming from the same place perspective wise when it comes to the actual writing of what the song's about as opposed to someone coming on and featuring and giving their own kind of view on it yes Anytime there's like a subject matter and a song, like everyone is going through their own version of that. And the fact that we're so close as friends, it's like we kind of have a grasp on what people are going through in that topic for the song. So it makes it like, okay, Targ's going through that. Let me throw in a time or a version of what he's going through into this verse lyrically. And it's not really something that you're very conscious of. Like, I'm not over here in the studio, like, okay, I got to do this, like, super calculated and stuff. It's just something you keep in your mind while writing, <clears throat> and it just it works out for us. Yeah, it's, it's funny sometimes because, like, the way we work is, like, w- when it comes to lyrics and, like, concepts of songs is, like, most of the time we don't really, like, even talk about, like, the when, when it's just us recording and writing in the studio we don't really talk about like what the song is about we just kind of like let the chords drive each of us individually with our lyrics and it's just really funny because like the majority of our songs we never talked about like what our lyrics are going to be or how they're going to work together we just like each of us will come up with our own parts to come up with our own melodies and come up with our own lyrics I would say 90% of the time they always like align with each other in some way. Even if we're all talking about different perspectives or different angles, like we all find a way to connect it. And that's just through luck and just through like us being so close and as friends and just like you said, knowing each other. Even like when sometimes it comes out to like different subject matter on the verses, like let's say one verse is about a love and then another verse is about uh, family love, but like the chorus is just about love in general. So like, it's just, we all have a good grasp on each other's mentals. Mentals. (laughs) It's funny you mention, you know, you mentioned uh, both love and family love because that's kind of, when I was listening to the EP, you kind of have those songs that can very much be put into one of the other camps whether they be touching upon family relationships or relationships in a romantic sense, which do you feel more vulnerable tackling in songs? Um, family family is always the most vulnerable I am on songs because whenever I talk about family on songs, it's because like I need to talk about it somewhere and I'm not always comfortable talking about it with anyone or anywhere. So that's the most vulnerable but when it comes to just love, it's like, I mean, that that's easy is because you're not really letting people into your, like your private life or what's going on in the house and stuff as you would like with like a family type verse or whatever, which is like Jojo from the EP. Like it's super like family oriented, but also there's parts where it's not. It's very specific, that song too. Like when you're laying down your verse on that, it gets very kind of direct and detailed. Yeah, that song that song was very like beautiful. Like as soon as Joseph laid that hook down, like it was automatically to me like one of the most powerful songs we made, like emotionally moving for for my personal music taste. And I was like, okay, this is like some actual music where I could like like really, really go in depth and really speak literal while it still sounds good. Because the 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 hook is so simple yet so potent that the verses I could I could say whatever I want 
and it would all still tie together. There's a positivity about that one too, though. Like it's very bright melodically. Mm. I think that's like that's something that we try to incorporate too, because like we all are like going through our own things mentally and like at home and with our like own lives, but just like being around this energy for the past five, six, seven years of just like us lifting each other up and like through the power of music is like we always find a way to to make it to make it brighter and just like take it from something where we're like talking about how like we're going through it but try to finesse it in a way where like we're trying to make it work or we're we're getting better or we're looking at the bright side of things optimistically sad like we're sad and we're going through shit but we're still trying to figure it out and like that's the whole goal and that's like what life is like in general too is like every day is kind of like a test and you're just like trying to figure it out and trying to get through it and that's something like that we really like want to share with our fans because a lot of our fans when they listen to our music is like that's the kind of feedback we get is like oh your music has really helped us we're going through hard times and this is something like the words or like the melodies or whatever and that's exactly like what we're going through and that's how the music affects us so that's how we try to give it back you kind of look at that on doing fine we're at the center of that you kind of have this constant assistance that you're doing fine despite the fact that the lyrics kind of hitting and there's a lot of stuff kind of going on underneath the surface no matter what we're always going to try to like present the best version of ourselves no matter how bad it is so if anyone asks no matter what i'm going through i'm doing good i'm doing fine and then like if it gets deeper then it gets deeper but at the end of the day no matter how deep it gets like we try not to let it bring us all the way down and try to look at the positive side and if i can't do it myself being surrounded by my friends and their energy like they'll help me bring myself up to dom's dancing dancing. (laughs) dom dances for me sometimes and it helps all the time (laughs) (laughs) it's true no comment (laughs) no comment no comment What state were the songs in when you went up to yours and my? Um, I think we only had like two songs, two songs that we've made before that we didn't know it was going to go on the EP. But like, as we did that trip, like, and we made those songs, like eventually, like we knew like, oh, these two songs could cohesively go in with like the rest of the songs. So I'd say like at least 25%. Going up for that trip to create Camp Nowhere, we like went with a like we didn't even think about those songs, the ones that Joseph mentioned, which are Jojo, Pockets, and Papa. Those three like Jojo, Pockets, and Papa are three songs that we had like finished just like from previous in the year. Leave leave me, yeah, leave me too. But um, what is it called? We went into that trip like with a like a open blank canvas and like no real like um, no real like goal or expectations besides let's go and try to make the best music possible. And like we didn't think, okay, we're gonna make a project here. We're just gonna go and make as many good songs as we can, and then figure out like if we can make a project out of it. And that's kind of like the energy you get too from the from the songs. That's why I love the project so much is because you get that like that free flowing and like that kind of brightness where it's like you feel like you just stepped away from because like we were in L.A. and it was during the quarantine and we were like where we felt the most trapped. But we were able to get ourselves to go on like a two week trip to Yosemite and it was like it was like freedom like we just escaped from prison for some reason because like there was not that many people out there so you're allowed to like walk around with no masks and we're allowed to just create and there's no noise it's just trees and nature and birds and animals and like at any moment you just like you go outside and you are completely at peace so like anything that could have been bothering you or weighing you down or stressing you out completely gets alleviated alleviated eased eased um 
Um, just like it just it's just de-stressing and it's just uh, a, it's a good place to decompress good place to decompress yourself you gotta go soon but to compress your vocals <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah like that's the kind of energy that comes out through the through the project it's just you feel like you've just stepped away from everything that was bringing you down and it's lifting you up and whenever we travel over to the our little getaway near Yosemite, we always make sure that um, Dom has been eating well because we want him to have like some good dance moves for us for motivation when it comes down to it. <laughs> yes, it all comes back to Dom's <laughs> dancing. It seems it really does. I mean, like I can't. I just can't wait to be on the road and like just the the fans chanting, dance, Dom, dance. Dance, Dom, dance. And then Tell he's just going to feel so much pressure and adrenaline. He's just going to go him. off. Oh, the, the, fir- the, fir- the first time I met Dom, he was dancing. And I was that's like, all right, this guy's cool. pretty cool. Homecoming. He was doing something. What is it called? He was doing crickets, like, cricket. on the grass. And I was like, all right, this guy's kind of cool. I'll be his friend. I'm, I'm, reti- I'm retired, though. I, I, he's I not only right. dance yeah, we'll him it's, it's like we got the name Peachtree. He's like, he's like Goku. Okay, so Peachtree Rascals. <laughs> we we it George came up with Peace Tree Village, right? And I was like, Village, that you know, Village just don't sound good with Peach Tree. Although Peach Tree does sound wonderful, I was like, it's missing one thing. And then I open the shed doors. I I look outside. The sun the sun is starting to set. We have hills behind us, and it's Very just beautiful. Dom on the floor doing the crickets. <laughs> and I was like. You're such a rascal, Don. And then I was like, "Peace tree rascals." Light bulbs. Wait, tell them about the shed. You mentioned the shed. Oh, the shed. Yeah, we we built a a backyard shed in in Dominic's um, house. I mean, outside of Dominic's house, with the help of his father, because his dad probably did like ninety eight point nine percent of the building, and we were just there for moral support, basically. And they bought um, was it aluminum aluminum shed at first? Oh yeah. And then Dom's dad was like, "You guys are crazy. You guys can't make music in there because in the summer, like, it gets like ninety eight degrees. So like, he was like, let's let's just return this, and then we'll buy wood, and then he built." That thing from yeah, the- he built. Yeah, we ended up building a legit. He well, threw- I wouldn't say legit. Well, yeah, it was legit. It was, it was legit. ten by ten. So. His dad, his dad, uh, helped us out with a couple hundred dollars because it was a little bit more expensive than the one we had bought. And, and then, the too. and he installed the window in in the shed. His dad is oh, real. Yeah. Is he's just as real as they come? That shed, Shout out Tony. That that shed is where. Shout out my dad. Like we molded our craft and where we spent the most time in like this was before we lived with each other this is in 2016 2016 when the when the when the shed was built and like we just worked in there worked in there for a few years just like making everything like working on hella songs and working on our craft until we were finally ready that was dom's man cave like there'd be times where like when we're making Mariposa, like um, I think we started at like 5 p.m. And then we stayed up until like eight in the morning. And then I left Dom's house, came back like the next day and he was still working in the shed at like 12 p.m. or like 1 p.m. Yeah, I was like, and, there, and there's many stories like that. For example, like Violet, <laughs> I, I went I went to his house at like 9, 10 p.m. And then we stayed there until like six, seven in the morning. And then I go home and then I go to sleep and then I come back the next day at like one or 2 PM. And I like Dom, I'm outside and he comes out looking like a zombie. And I'm like, dude, did you get any sleep? He's like, nah, I've been in here all night. I'm like, dude, you need to get some sleep, bro. Dom is a soldier. Like he doesn't, he didn't take showers. He's just like, I need, I need to grind this out. I, I would always be like, I was, I would always be like, Dom, did you take a shower, bro? And he was like, no, nah, I just been working the whole time. And 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 like, I didn't, ha- I didn't have a girlfriend then, so yeah, honestly, Dom, Dom, all it was was just music in my life. Dom was such a catalyst in this whole thing in the sense that, like, I, w- I was putting out music, whatever, blah blah blah, like previous to that, and then Dominic decided. 
it's time. Like I, I want to, I'm going to start producing. And then he, he made it well known yeah, to me that, that he was going to put like a hundred percent of his effort into like at first just time and time and first just me and him working. And then, so I was like, okay, I, I put literally we, everything on pause. And I was like, if like, I, I trust that Dom is fully committed to this shit. So we, we just worked in there every single day for, for, yeah. for shit what, years what, what what inspired me is honestly isaac because i didn't really know anyone before him who made music and at first when i found out that he made music i was like that's a thing <laughs> like, it just felt like like people who made music i feel like that like that could never happen around me because it was so rare and then yeah, yeah he made a song called funk like that it's still like really good to this day <laughs> and that song honestly like inspired me and like started making me thinking about actually producing and shit that's beautiful. Shout I out love that you. Song. I too. <laughs> yeah, everyone, turn off the cameras. Let's make out. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, Dom, when you when you had those sleepless nights and you don't, you just keep working. What is that? Are you getting to a different place creatively, or is it the same the whole way through? Or what's happening when you're, you know, fifteen hours without sleeping and just working straight? Where's your head at after that? sleepy <laughs> but like i don't know the, just the, the goal was to just like you know like just just be great and have everybody around me be great and not work at relapser anymore <laughs> and so that yeah that i i, I don't know i, I it, it did change my mindset a little bit um it's it's bad to keep doing that like i, I, don't, I don't do that anymore <laughs> so you start you start to go backwards i feel like like creatively like I, I wouldn't recommend not sleeping. Get your sleep. Mm-hmm. More Get your sleep. Way. Brought to you by Dom. It was a big factor too <laughs> that he was like, when he started producing, it was all like himself teaching. Like it was just him trying things over and over and over again, like trial and error. And I think that was a big motivator for him and all of us too. Is like you get an idea, but it's not where you want to want it to be because you're not experienced enough. So you just have to put in more time to try to perfect it or try to get that idea out of your head. And and the the biggest thing to me about Dom, besides something else, is his ear. Like he could really like he he knows what's good and that's why we went two years just working in the shed, just making songs with no intention of releasing. Like we were just trying to make the best thing possible and at the end of the day if it wasn't good enough then we weren't releasing it. And that was heavily driven by Dom's ear. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and Dom Dom something else. <laughs> Dom's ear is is yeah. Without Dom's ear we wouldn't be like where we are because like Period. like every every single song we make with Dom is always he's like the voice who's telling us this isn't good enough this is good you should expand on this or you should not expand on that you should try something different you should work on the tone for this or like he has ideas in his head and like if something if dom says something is good then everyone even if we don't think it's good then we know it's good because dom thinks it's good there 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 are three three great things about dom his (laughs) ear Someone else, and I would say in third place, dancing. Dancing just like it moves your soul when you see it. His eyebrows. Oh, his eyebrows are beautiful. Just look at him. <laughs> George's eyebrows are beautiful. Look at his eyebrows. <laughs> Which of you is it that can do the Jet Black thing with the eyebrows? I got you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I've been practicing since, what, 2009? When did that movie come Damn. out? <laughs> that was one of my life goals is to be able to do this. That was me. Like first time I came into the shed, I was like, I didn't even walk in through the shed. I was peeking through the window, just like the movie when he was looking at the, when he was looking at the kids playing the instruments and I was listening to the music. I was like, I got to be a part of this. And I quit my job at, at Red Lobster. I dropped out of school. And I was just doing this nonstop. If I'm doing this, it's like Dom's ear. It's like you know it's good. Yeah, it's special. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You mentioned something really interesting earlier on where when you first started working on stuff, 
it was almost like you had the idea, but you couldn't quite get to it because you didn't have the skills yet. At what point did that learning curve like measure off and the execution was able to be at the same standard of the ideas? Oh man, I feel like it's still not like that. But like, I kind of learned that like, it's, I mean, you try to be like perfect, but that's never going to happen. So you just really got to just do your best. And, you know, it's, you just go off your your feelings. Like if it feels good, release that shit. Yeah. Like we got to a point, we got to a point too, where we were like, before we released our first song, it was like, we just need to release at this point and get ourselves to a point where we can like, like just see like the feedback and like the songs are like it became like a switch in a mindset where instead of like trying so hard to get like it exactly how it is in our head to like just the best that we can possibly get it to ourselves and then if there's nothing more we can do then we would just release it and like luckily we did that because it took us to a place where we got more resources and were able to collaborate with like for this project, Camp uh, Camp Nowhere, we collaborated with Boyco, which is Ryan Rains and Gabrielli, and like their their production and their like their writing and like just the the help they gave us helped like took us to that level where it was like things that we could not do on our own, just like being self taught and just out of the shed, and just us like with our own like with our own voices and us just telling each other what to do or what we can try to do. But they really lifted us up. And that was like the plan. Like it was a switching mentality of like, let's do the best we can do until we have the resources and the connections to the point where we can like get the help we need to take it to the, like where we hear it in our head. When you went up to Yosemite, did you say that pockets was finished? What were the three songs that were done before you went up? Um, Jojo, Papa, and leave me that's four songs actually but pockets the funny thing about pockets is we were going to release pockets in like 2019 with like a different um structure like we had that one done like joseph wrote that one like in 2019 and we were going to release it as one of the singles where because like before we released our project we only released singles because like we didn't have like our our plan was to release singles and and music videos for those singles to build up the fan base to the point where like once we do drop a project it'll have the the audience that it deserves it worked it worked like especially with mariposa blowing up over the quarantine like that's what like gave us that audience we're like all right it's time to work on a project but yeah like that song was going to come out before but we we still felt like it could have been better and that song deserved like a bigger audience as well yeah (laughs) did pockets kind of directly influence some other parts of the ep because if you listen to something like oh honey i love you it almost continues on it like picks up that acoustic thread and then blossoms out from that did you very much have it in your mind when you were working on that song for me personally like whenever i make songs it always starts off on the acoustic guitar so like it wasn't intentional but like those songs back to back because like I created it on my guitar and like I was the first one with the melodies on it. I guess it cohesively matched each other. So yeah, jo- Joseph. A lot of like a lot of the guitar songs you hear starts with Joseph on the chords and Joseph's like melody. Like Mariposa was twenty twenty eighteen, and we just get a, a like a message in our group chat from Joseph, and he sends us a voice memo of just the chords and his hook on mariposa and we're like this is sexy and joseph's like songwriting skills are out of this world honestly and like we we can we can make 10 cohesive projects with just joseph coming up with coming up with songs on the guitar and also like during the making of mariposa was one of the first times, if not the first time, where uh, Jasper came into the shed and, you know, he just walked in. He was like, with his luscious hair, he was like, brum, 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 brum. and then like, it's such an iconic melody. And since then, he's he's Joseph's cousin as well. He's, he, he's, he's Joseph's OG. He's old. He's the one that showed me the ropes on guitar. Like he taught me like the basics of it and everything. So shout out Jasper. Yeah, and he's here right now. So if he has anything to chime in at any point, he'll 
he'll he'll make sure to be heard. Yeah, but like since him. then, he's been doing guitar just about at every session we go to. Uh, he, he's he's become such a vital part of this thing. I'm I'm just really excited for things on his side to really blossom both um, in the industry and financially. Is it's going to be terrific. I, I I'm just excited. Yeah, like we we definitely if it wasn't for Jasper, we wouldn't be where we're at too. Because like Joseph would like he's good enough to to write the songs. At first, like that's how Jasper was like called in, called upon as like like an outside hand where he's like good enough at the guitar where he can record like takes perfectly. Whereas Joseph would it would be a little bit he would struggle a little bit more with like recording the perfect take. And then through that Jasper would just like started coming more and he would start coming up with his own guitar and now like and he moved in he moved in he lives with us and he's like without jasper there's no peach tree rascals yeah and ja- like before he moved in jasper would like take um like this asian bus that that's in san jose all the way down to la and then i would have to pick him up all the way in la to marietta which is like another hour 30 away from la so like he would take trips out just to make music with us and like that was the beautiful part about it too i heard when you were up he was with you at yours amount right yes he's with us everywhere just about everywhere we go yeah, look he's here right now put a face to the legend yeah you look good <laughs> thank you dom did you not uh did you take acid when you were up at the waterfalls at yours amount mm, maybe i did <laughs> yes, maybe. Uh, is this off the record? Is this on the record? What is this? Yes, maybe. Oh, on record? Oh, yeah, I did. Sure. <laughs> uh, I am also not afraid to say on record that I I, I more than dabble in um I have more than dabbled in in acid. Um, I, I I don't do it as nearly as often now because life's too hectic and I'm not sure I could face what's on the other side once you get into that trip and so i'm just looking you know it's a big part of, of me and which is a big part of the peace tree rascals whether no one else does it or not you know <laughs> I, I feel like if you're gonna do it a waterfall is the place to do it dude i took Thanks. i took three tabs and then we hiked to the top of vernal falls which is in yosemite and then i was swimming in the water of a beautiful like the clear clear water water. and then it started raining as i was in the water and i was like man like that like does anything ever get better than this and the only time things ever get better than that is during warriors basketball (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned a wee while ago as well that you know joseph will often send stuff into the group chat like melodies or chords or stuff or things that he's coming up with as soon as you hear that, do you start to get ideas yourself for how you could kind of contribute to it and build it out as a group? Yeah, the first the first thought that runs through my head is like, wow, like, 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 wow. And then the second is, do I fit on this? And then the third is, I don't care if I fit, I'm going to try. And then and then once I try, I'll make the judgment call myself whether I should stay on or not. Yeah, for ex- quick story. So like. Um, when I made Mariposa, it was just me on the vocals and like there's two open verses. Tariq had a verse, we laid that down. Isaac had a verse, and then Dom was like, oh, I don't know where you're going with I, I this. Didn't man. Get, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't then, get like, what he was trying me, to do. With it. So, he would be so mad trying to record it too. <laughs> he would be so mad. Like Isaac would record his verse, and I remember the first time Isaac recorded he his verse. He was frustrated. Isaac, Isaac. Dude, we recorded that verse so many times. Isaac was a little <laughs> bit sick the first time he tried, so his voice wasn't a hundred percent. So that didn't help his cause as well. <laughs> and like the whole time, me and me and Joe are like, dude, we heard him rap this shit. It was it was good. It was really good. And then Don's like, I George just don't too. get it. And then yeah, George George recognized George yeah. hell like that shit. And and like it's like that's how sometimes like we've we've made some breakthroughs like that because like when something is good but like we don't like or if Dom doesn't get it or like it's not where it needs to be yet it just puts more pressure on us to like like a good pressure not a bad pressure but it puts more pressure on us to to like add things to it or finesse it in a way where it 
does make it work. I remember the first time Dom did start to understand it was like I did like some little melody background vocal in the background and he was like, you know, this could work. This could work. And he started to see like where it can go in the direction. Then he started to be more into it and start putting his own little backgrounds and his own ideas. And then a lot of backgrounds. Yeah. And like that's that's like how we're able to make things sound cohesive as well with like especially with Isaac and his rap. Like sometimes, like Isaac said, like rap, like it could sound like a feature, like where it doesn't really like fit the song, but it like it like just adds to the song. And through like background vocals with all of us, that's what helps it sound like a one voice, and it helps it sound yeah, yeah it meshes it all together and makes it, it work into a braid. That's why like it that was a really really good breakthrough moment for us too because it made me realize like or I think all of us realize like sometimes ideas. Even if you don't think they work at first, like if you just keep messing yeah. a little bit and keep trying, like if the bass is like solid enough, you can add things. And like that's one thing I like about or I love about um, working with Boyko and Ryan Rains on production too is like his production skills are so good where like he can finesse the production to make it sound like more cohesive where like a rap verse would come in, but the beat and the production like is moved in a way where like it, it um, accompanies the rap more and makes the song sound cohesive and more like unique in itself too. So like there's a lot that can be done and that's, it makes it more exciting, but also makes it a little bit more like, you know, it tests, it tests you and, and your skills. And I've been tested. <laughs> <laughs> It's, we've spoken about this idea of cohesiveness quite a lot and on the EP you're bringing stuff like strings you're bringing horns which is another thing that could imbalance it if it's not done correctly when do you start to take them into the process near the end near the beginning Dominic's ear like this man's could have probably came up with well he has come up with string and horn ideas in the past where we've just had to use uh, correct me if I'm wrong Dom but like stock sounds and whatever to make to make that happen and this time around like so dom has always had that ear to make the strings and horns added to the song and make it sound natural but this time around for camp nowhere and everything moving forward like we rap we were actually able to get it uh live live strings live live (laughs) strings live horns and like (laughs) johan lennox like these are collaborations yeah johan tight we wouldn't have had before like our success with Mariposa and like the resources we were able to build as we grew as a group. But like Dom, since, since we, since before the shed was built, he like every song, he's always heard horns. He's always heard strings. Like those are big parts of like the kind of sound that we try to go for as a group and Dom like himself. So just like to be able to have access to that now and, like that, yeah it's a it's a game changer and it's also like we work with really talented people too like when we when we work with like johan lennox like he has a good ear himself so like sometimes you don't even like need to have your own little ideas you just kind of give them the song and like see what they come up with and then it helps you figure out what you want to do and yeah. it's like more of a collaborative process Making rather than just like choose. rather than just like telling them oh you should do this and you should do that and like that's something Dom has been practiced on like for Mariposa one of Dom's friends um Francis Francis, Francis. he plays the saxophone and Dom like like just wanted the saxophone on it he knew he played the saxophone and he just like gave the song to Francis and Francis just like recorded like lots of ideas lots of random ideas and I remember being in the show just like kind of going through all of them them. yeah we would want all of them but like we knew like you can't do that where like it would sound like the best so we would just like chop stuff up and like see which parts work the best where they work the best and like that was a learning process as well but it also helped us like figure out like okay where things work the best and like just yeah it just helps to like drive home the emotion of the song and just give it that added impact it really it really jerks at your heart (laughs) yeah a lot of our songs naturally i feel like strings and horns are much needed george when do you know we're talking there about how you guys will get ideas as soon as you hear 
the initial first things. When do a lot of the ideas come for you? When you hear the demo, when you hear those ideas, when you hear the finished song, when do the ideas really start to flow for you as a creative? The ideas usually started to flow the most when the song's being still produced, like in the room. Like that's when I would find the best inspiration. Because like I remember this one instance, Dom was making a song. We were up in our little hideaway in near Yosemite. I think it was a grape. Remember it was grape and we were talking about how like it reminded me of a Christmas song. And you were like, you were like surprised that I came up with an idea that was weird. And you're like, I don't know how you saw that. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, so long ago. I, I, it was I a don't. long time ago. And you were making, you were working on grape. And as I said, it reminded me of an elf in like an apartment doing drugs with like, <laughs> the, the, the visual I had was really cool in my head, but it it comes with, it comes naturally, I guess, at those moments when the song's being created. And the the funny thing is, George was thinking about uh, aliens on drugs in a room, but the song is uh, was about a family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really like uh, the process with visuals. It like it was really funny at the beginning because when it was just us in a shed with no budget, like zero dollar budget, <laughs> like uh, every song, like for those first two years, like uh, 2018, 2019 and a little bit of 2022, I'm um, not 2022, but 2020 also, <laughs> <laughs> um, like we would, we would, George would have crazy ideas with crazy budgets. And we're just like, sitting there like how could we do this we can't do this because we have zero dollars and most of the time we'd be like 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 if you look at those videos and pay attention you'll see like us in the same spot recording the same like in the same parking lot and it was just like for example plus we were in the we were in a parking lot and it was raining and me and george are just sitting there like Dude, what are, and like, yeah, we, we were like procrastinators too. I, like we would have the song, we would release like the song release date and we were like, all right, the song's coming out on this day, but we wouldn't have a video done until like the, the morning, the, the morning of, or the day before. <laughs> and like, we would like for plus we were in the parking lot. It was nighttime. It was raining and we were just sitting there like, like stressed. And we we're like, what are we going to do? Like, we, we can't do anything. All these ideas we were trying to do, like, it's too hard to do just ourselves. And then, like, I was just like, oh, let's just shoot right here, right now and try to make it look good. And we just shot in the parking lot. And like, I had like some foil material thing in my car and I just like put it on the car. Yeah. And like when the rain dropped on it, like it helped it stick and it made it pop out and it just looked cool. So <laughs> most of our visuals and like, is just George's like skills of making like his eye his like eye of Dom making, has an ear george has, he has an, an eye. eye alongside other things like he made like <laughs> like that's literally like the first two three years of all of our visuals was just us in like places that we normally hang out in just like instead of hanging out there we're like let's just shoot here and try to make it look good and george is good at making anything look good so that's like there's like the same parking lot for like five different videos just different angles and, and different colors same and, and and the same field for like three or four different videos as well for like yeah. mariposa glide uh right right we only went like 800 feet down the hill to film the end of violet like yeah it gets to a point where you're like instead of like you know you can't stress too much about like trying to figure out like how you can make these big ideas work where you just like i think that's something that really helped us connect with fans too is like it just put us in a state where we look like we're very normal and very like organic and it's just us doing daily things in our daily spots and just like with a video camera and it's just George's George's talent behind the camera and behind editing that makes it look unique and makes it look different. Now that you ha you're working, you know, with more of a budget, do the ideas keep getting bigger? Or the idea is always just like a year in front of where you're at at that moment? It depends on the depends on the song. But recently, the ideas are, they slow down a bit, but they're coming back. They're in progress again. Things are going better. Yeah, the the ideas are still, they're getting bigger. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not only are they getting bigger, but like, you can't even say that they weren't this big when we first started making music videos. We just had, our only budget for music videos back then was gas money and that's it. Like one time we rented like a nice stabilizer and uh, whatever. 
that was for the first video. But after that, we didn't really like it was just gas money and George's camera and this little thirty thirty dollar yeah thirty dollar stabilizer on Amazon and a one broken time, one. One time I made a stabilizer with a with a strap for oh, yeah, a bag and a shoe and a shoebox shoe with a hole in it with like water bottles and a two pound weight to help weight it out. <laughs> and we we're yeah. I don't know if we used it. It, it works. But yeah, it worked. But it was, like, it was functional, but I'm not sure we used it. Yeah. And like we also we also like realized too, like even as the resources started to come, like there's something about those videos that like we would make with just like a video camera and just like random places that we would hang out that like feel better sometimes than like a video that's big and huge like like with a big production behind it. Just because it just feels more natural and it feels more organic. But like with the with the right with the right songs come the bigger ideas. But we like I think through that process of going through like those years of just shooting random stuff, random spots, like we've found a like uh, a safe place in it, kind of a homey feeling where it's like even if we have big ideas, sometimes it doesn't need to be that big and we could just shoot it ourselves wherever we're at. It comes back to what you were saying at the start when you were talking about wanting to include all your strengths but wanting to do what's right for the song. It, it, it's precisely, precisely. The, the exact same thing. I mean, our approach to everything creatively is is the same. The difference being, you know, sometimes visuals, we get last minute, but that's, that's on all of us because, you know, sometimes we'll shoot last minute and then George will only have X amount of hours to work with as opposed to the music side where we... Uh, Nowadays, I mean, we used to rest some stuff back then, but um, nowadays everything's ready like months in advance. So it's like a, it's a, it's it's funny how like you kind of learn too. Like the more resources you have, like is trying to find a way to like make it balance where it's like we put a big a production behind it, but still try to make it feel like organic and still try to make it feel like it's us, not something that's like manufactured. What would you say for you is the most emotional part in the process of creating? For me personally, I think it's the writing. Just like trying to dive deep into your brain and like going back to like moments where you felt really vulnerable and like just getting that out there to the world. I think that's the most emotional part for me. And for me, it's like it's exactly what Joseph said, except once it's time to record, because once it's time to record, everybody in the room is going to know what you're talking about. And because they like, we know each other so well, we'll know what we're talking about. And so like the most emotional part for me is actually recording in the room and letting these people know that this is going on and I don't really talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. I not just like in the other day during one of the internet money sessions like there was one song we were working on um like there's some songs or like some like topics when you start writing about them where like you kind of like it takes you to that place where it feels just like so emotional and i remember like as i was writing those lyrics as i was singing it like i i cried for a little bit no one saw it cuz there's a room with a lot of people that i didn't know but like I was just like it it just there's something about it where you're like just like the for me it's like the singing and the melodies is like that's what brings out emotions and it's like sometimes you can't control it where like you just like in that moment as you're singing it as you're coming up with it it just all kind of hits you like what you're saying what you're going through because sometimes you just kind of like you're on air um autopilot you just mode. <laughs> I was gonna say airplane mode, but you're on you're on autopilot, and then like once you take that little like couple of seconds to like really feel what you're saying or feel what you're writing about, it just kind of like it hits you in in a different way. And and one of the coolest things about like uh, being vulnerable, being personal on songs is that a year and a half goes by after you record those songs, and you think about the place you were at right there you compare it to where you're at right now and it, it kind of like puts for me personally it puts like everything into perspective and yeah it's just that's why it's 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 
it's important to me because I mean, like most of the time I'm rapping. So it's like, what am I going to rap about if I'm not rapping about the truth? I don't, I don't rap no lies. Shit. You know what time it is. But yeah, and it's easy, like with the amount of music we make sometimes and the amount we work, like it's easy to like not get into it because you're just trying to like, it's easy to get in that mindset where you're just trying to make a good song. And you're just trying to sound the best and you're just trying to like, you know, just try to get the song out. And it's not as personal as like the lyrics are as, as personal as you would like hope it to be. But like I said, like if you take that time to really like understand what you're saying or you take that time to like get into it you realize like that it's a lot deeper than it is and it's good to bring yourself to that moment especially when like you forget sometimes because you just you're working so much and that's one thing I like about like taking like time off too is like you get to listen and you get to really like put yourself into a different perspective whereas like if you're working every day for weeks like it's easy to like not be in it as much Autopilot. Yeah, autopilot, airplane mode. That's why I love to escape as often as possible. Like, if, if escape is like a very strong term, but get away, I should say. Like, if there's a weekend where there's nothing going on and maybe there's nothing going on on a Monday or on a Friday, so I'd be able to leave on Thursday and spend three days at home, like, I'm, I'll take that drive, that, that chance to go over there anytime because over there it's like, it at home it's like you you're just at home like it's back to what i am in this family like like it's back to playing that role as a brother as a son as um an uncle like it it's just it's not even like playing a role it's back to who like you really are naturally yeah whereas and, like oh. when you're making music and you're in it every single day that's when it starts to feel like you're playing a role and you don't want it to feel like you're playing a role. Yeah. You want it to feel like you're yourself. And that's really important when it comes to making music. And like that that's one of like that's one of like the biggest struggles emotionally for me when it comes to like being in LA for a month or two months or three months at a time is that like I I know like I I know exactly what's going on back home and I know that everyone there wants me there whether it's some like inner conflict or just some family stuff like I'm, I was always the one to be counted on to kind of like facilitate things and sometimes when I'm there and I have to come back like I just get this sense of guilt but I do know that it's like for the better of everyone so it's kind of like a bear with me type thing but yeah that was deep for no reason <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Do you do you create differently after those periods when you escape, like when you come back and you start writing again? Is yeah, it cause, well, well, when I when I come back, it's like, okay, I'm I like you go home, you see your family, you're like, like I I want everybody here that I love, not worrying about shit, living the best life they possibly can. So you come over, I come back to L.A. with like a little chip on my shoulder like I don't really care like what it takes to get them to that point as long as we get there and I'm alive my mom's alive everyone's in good health like if we reach that point that's literally all that matters deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.